For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening. Chris here and Invisible Blake Lovell <laughs> here. Wow. Invisible Blake. That's a first. Wow. Some of you are going to be happy. Pictures went this. so badly you just decided not to show your face. That's ah, not true at all. Uh, I'm doing this for you guys, actually. Um, my internet is an absolute mess right now. So we're doing our best here, guys. Um, but yeah, internet's a mess. And so I decided just to turn my video off so you can at least get something here. Um, so yeah, we, we are doing uh, the best we can with this, as always. So boy, Chris, what an. An interesting afternoon of SEC basketball. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. Um, and, yeah, this was something. We, we say this every time. These these weekends are too unpredictable. Like, we, we were lockstep on all our picks, and I think you ended by saying, well, of course it's not going to go that way. It never goes that way. And, and not only did it not go that way, but I would, say, I would go a step further to say that the two – that we really felt the most confident about, well, uh, other than Tennessee Vandy, are, are the two that went haywire. I mean, well, I, I say that. We're, we're doing, we're doing on this a with, with, with about three minutes left in Auburn, Kentucky. So if, <clears throat> if Auburn comes back, which it just hit a shot, took a timeout, you know, we, we could change the narrative here quickly, and I'm keeping an eye on that. But I'm, I'm just saying – uh, these these were some things today we did not see coming, and, and that is what made – I mean, although we did outline some ways in which if things happened a way that we didn't expect, these these would be some formulas. Uh, anyway, that, that's, that's a lot of ways of saying the SEC has been full of unpredictability. It's been full of good teams playing quality ball. On any given night, stuff can happen. This is one of those days. Well, hold on one second, Chris, because – let me just tell you, if you guys go back and watch our prediction video for the other games, quote-unquote, the other games, I said, boy, be careful with this LSU-South Carolina game. I said, yeah. this one would really worry me if I'm South Carolina. And, I mean, boy, you would think they're up 16, and you're just thinking, all right, this all is going to turn out very well. And, boy, it um, it did not, because I, I, I think I referred to LSU as the team that is the thorn in your side, they just always stick around. Like, they're just always there, and they're never going to just completely go away. Um, you know, other than, like we said, even the two Alabama games that Alabama scored 109 points. It's just, yeah, like, like it's just one of those things where that really worried me for South Carolina here, and LSU just, oh, you could tell. As the game started to go along, you're like, oh, boy, momentum swings in LSU's favor, and that was that. But we'll get to it here in just a second. We'll get to all the games, of course, guys. If you're just hopping in, um, my video or our internet's a mess, so we're just going to do audio on my side. I know someone asked where Max was. Um, we appreciate the $1.99 super chat. Coach Rice, uh, GBO, we'll get to your other super chat here in a second. I know you left another one. But uh, Max had a uh, death in the family, so he is yeah, uh, away. Had a hard week. For uh, the time being, and Max will be back with us uh, on Monday, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, send your thoughts uh, Max's way. And um, anyway, so let's let's talk about Chris. Uh, Blake, Blake, before before we go there, uh, yeah, prayers to Max's family. Max, we love you, buddy. If you're listening, we, we miss you. Looking forward to getting you back here in a day or two. Um, also, a reminder: this channel brought to you by Bet Online, which continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with live in-game betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today. Become part of the team. And remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, the game starts here. I, I, I laugh in the middle of that. I was about to say Auburn's cut it to eight and about to make it interesting. And, 
Duth Hero gets an easy dunk and Kentucky back up 10 again with under two and a half to play. Yeah, uh, we will. We'll talk about this game once it finishes. Uh, as always, we try to just run through every game, give you a little bit uh, when we do these live. Of course, guys, if you know, if we do these on Sunday, we, we have are able to kind of be a little more structured. We're going to try to just give you a little bit on some of these games. And as always, in our power rankings on Monday, we'll talk more about all these teams. Um, let, let's just start there, Chris, because we, we did kind of you know, lead into it with LSU and South Carolina. Um, boy, like I said, this was just one of those games where LSU got off to a good start. I think it was, oh man, let me look at it. I think it was 13 to eight with like 11 minutes left in the first half, something like that. And so you're thinking, okay, this is really going in LSU's favor. But then, you know, the game kind of changes a little bit and things start to swing back for South Carolina. Yeah, I'm looking at it. 13 to eight, LSU was up with 11-16 to go in the first half. But then South Carolina goes on a 12-0 run, I believe it was, to go up 20-13 with seven minutes left in the first half. They wind up getting up, I think, as many as 12 uh, in the first, up seven at the half. But they get to that point where it was, oh, man, what was it? Um, They they were up 16 with 16 and change to play. there you go. Up 16 with 16 and a little bit to go. But then from there, it's like LSU, I think, went on a 12-1 to run. They cut it to five. And that's when I'm just – I'm watching this and thinking, oh, man. Like, my worry, I said, with South Carolina was they have to – they need this thing to be a certain way, right? Like, there's going to be some offensive games where they just are not as good as they need to be, but their defense has to still be there. Well, their defense didn't play terrible. They just – They just could not get enough on the offensive side of the floor um, to sort of withhold, like I said, the the thorn in the side, whatever we want to phrase LSU as. Um, And, you know, I mean, South Carolina goes 6 of 20. They only get to the free throw line six times in this game. Um, And just, yeah, they just could not find that offensive rhythm. Cooper hits the big shot late. And I'm thinking, all right, here's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about Mr. Big Shot again, Um, you know, Talon Cooper. But yeah. then come down, South Carolina fans. You can tell us what you think. the The foul, you know, you know, thought it was a foul, didn't think it was foul. Wright hits two clutch free throws, and then you have the scenario for LSU where it's like Matt McMahon's probably thinking, "What a great scenario this is." I don't remember exactly how many seconds there were that were left, uh, but I think it was like I don't know what it was. Um, it's the scenario where it was in the sequence. Sorry, I'm trying to remember exactly how this thing went, but. South Carolina only, or LSU only had a couple fouls. So they had a lot of fouls to give. And so South Carolina has to find a way to get a shot off. And it happens after the second time or something. Wright takes the corner three um, and it just doesn't go in, which I think he was either going sideways or backwards or something. So, yeah, I I know SC scout guy, um, boy, that was a, that was a brutal loss uh, because yeah. that's just the kind of, that's the kind of game where, it does, like you said, it really hurts because it makes you sort of rethink, oh man. Um but I, I thought this was gonna be tough, as I said. I mean, certainly we both picked South Carolina, but I just said, man, I think this is gonna be tough because LSU's record to me is a little bit deceiving. I don't think they're that bad. Yeah. They're thirteen and twelve, five and seven now. I don't think they're a bad team. I would not want to see them. And I, I said it, like they were kind of the spoil the party team. I think I labeled them a couple weeks ago. Um but they finally got one here and yeah, just you can't give away home games in this league and be in the SEC title race. And yeah, South Carolina just gave one away. So yeah, LSU has had that as part of its DNA. You remember went to Texas A&M and, and won in a runaway and has kept some other games close. We talked about Jordan Wright just hadn't been good last week. You, you and we mentioned in the preview that that's going to turn around at some point. He gets 14 points, hits the two free throws that win the game. Love this quote from Matt McMahon. They hit two tie-breaking threes in the last minute, and we still won. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, – hey, sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you just need the ball to bounce your way, and especially on the road. And, um, hey, I mean, that was a great win for LSU. That was the kind of win – think about it, Chris. People were asking us a month ago or maybe a little bit more, like, what is this it for Matt McMahon? Like, what's his future, you know, at LSU? And I know, look, 13 and 12, that's not going to jump out at you, but – I mentioned, I think this team's getting better. Like, I think you can see it. We've mentioned the close losses they've had. Uh, and, you know, they, they fight. Like, they don't back down. Like, they they fight. And I think there's something to that. And when you have a guy, too, like Jordan Wright, 
who is as experienced as he is in SEC play, playing at Vanderbilt, now playing at LSU. Like, I think that just – he gives you that confidence, I think, when you get in these kind of situations where it's a late game. He wants the ball. They get him, you know, a chance to be in that position. And so, yeah, he made some big plays. And, um, I mean, look, it's, we talk about the South Carolina part of it. It's a great win for LSU because think about this too, Chris. I don't know if we realize this schedule-wise. I know we've talked about it. LSU's got three straight home games coming up. Like, oh. You know, they got Kentucky, Mississippi State, and Georgia. So there's there's an opportunity here for LSU to to make some moves and be the spoiler. Like I said, they can spoil the party for Mississippi State, maybe, depending on, you know, where they're at and all this. So, yeah. I, I thought maybe that was a misprint on somebody's schedule, but it's not. I, I don't ever remember a team getting three in a row at home in the league. A&M, you? I think, has had three in a row. Uh, okay. I don't know if it was this year. Yeah, it was this year. They had the Missouri, Ole Miss, Florida. It just, yeah, the way the schedule works, sometimes you're going to get that. Um, you know, it's not every team, but there are just some teams I think it works out that way. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, and it's four and two on the way out. And, and the road games, one of them's at Vandy, the others are at Arkansas. So, hey, they could, crazier things have happened than LSU running the table here. Yeah. It's, they're in a pretty interesting spot, I think. South Carolina, meanwhile, we talk about you can't give up home games their next two games they get the midweek off so that will be probably nice coming after this loss or the, the last two really when you think about it they lost in different ways but then they go to Ole Miss they go to Texas A&M next oh then they come home against Florida home against Tennessee at Mississippi State those are all like listen I'm going to phrase this a certain way those are all losable games right um you can win them all but if you're South Carolina and you're kind of sitting where you are these are the kind of games where it's like Oh, you really need this one today because you know you're you're not going to be a heavy favorite. I mean, in all honesty, Chris, that I'm now that I'm looking at it, right? There's a chance they're an underdog at Ole Miss. There's a chance they're an underdog at Texas A&M. They host Florida. They're going to be an underdog at home against Tennessee. I know they beat Tennessee, but I think if you're just looking at it from an odds perspective, which don't always tell us yeah. anything because Kentucky's just you know whatever. So. Yeah, so it's it's a tough spot for the Gamecocks. They're not missing the NCAA tournament, South Carolina fans. Don't get too concerned, but these are the kind of ones seeding wise that hurt you. Well, look, let me let me just give everybody a dose of reality, okay? Let's flash back a week ago tonight. And what was happening? Kentucky fans were just at the bottom of all bottoms after losing a home game to Gonzaga, which I guess it didn't really change anything in terms of Kentucky getting to the tournament, but it needed a confidence boost. Tennessee fans were down in the dumps after just a a stinker at Texas A&M. And look at today. I mean, Tennessee won by nearly 40 points. Kentucky is going to go and do what we all thought was potentially impossible, winning at Auburn. Um, and, and then South Carolina just looked like it couldn't lose any time anywhere to anybody a week ago. Uh, and, and suddenly to an ex- unexpected – well, not unexpected. The, the loss the loss at Auburn was not unexpected. The margin was. Um, and, and then, you know, today. Yeah. So, there you go. That was LSU, South Carolina. Um, Chris, tell me when this game officially goes final. I'm pretty sure it's almost there, right? Well, there's um, 6.1 seconds left as I watch it. Kentucky's up 11. Um, Kentucky players are chest bumping. Auburn had one last shot, sort of. Well, um, we like to have well, the final score up on the screen. So just give oh, me the final I got you. score when it goes well, final. Look, but, um, the, the game, yeah. Auburn's last shot, and I don't think you're able to watch because we're having a bandwidth issue on your end. Is that you know th- there was a there was a sequence of plays and I was half watching and and half trying to do this, but Chad Baker Mazar took a an elbow to the face that that sure looked like a, a flagrant or a forearm or something. I don't know if it was intentional, and I, I guess they didn't call it because Bruce Pearl absolutely lost his mind and I thought was trying to get run. And from that point on, um, yeah. when when they didn't call that, uh, it was pretty much over. Well, I will catch up on that. Again, guys, if you're just joining, um, uh, yeah, I'm having internet issues, so I'm just going audio only here for your uh, – just to make Invis- sure you Invisible guys a, a decent video because this is driving me nuts. And, and listen, let me just quickly get into the sidebar, okay? 
is a 1759 finalist. He's got, all right, let me work on that. But um, I had an appointment set up for Monday, and I get a call yesterday from my service. I won't mention their name here in case they want to sponsor us at some point. Um, I might say no at this rate. And they're like, we're going to cancel your appointment because your internet seems to be working really well. Now. Oh, like, what? oh, okay. So the appointment's been canceled. So now you got to go through a 45-minute phone call to get an appointment set up now. So nonsense. But all right, this game's officially final. Let's talk about it. Kentucky Auburn. We are going to get to the other games in a minute, guys. I know we got some Tennessee fans in here and, and the usual uh, everyone else, but uh, we'll get to those games in a second. But let's just go ahead and talk about Kentucky Auburn. Um, what was the spread? You guys can probably tell me. If Max was here, I know he would He would have it. Uh, I think Ken Palm had it. I, I want to say Ken Palm had it 12 and Bart Torvik had it 10, or maybe it was the other way around. Eight and a half is what it wound up being uh, okay. Vegas-wise. Yeah, Hal's got it. Yeah, eight and a half. So, I mean, think about it, right? We talked about it all year. It was you think about the 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 narrative for both of these teams this season. Auburn unbeatable at home, beating everybody by double digits, right? Like just completely obliterating teams at times. They just did it to South Carolina. They, they obliterate Alabama, but they beat them by eighteen. Um, yeah, just dominating teams left and right at home. Kentucky, meanwhile, has been giving up a gazillion points um, to a lot of different people, and they have the one game against Ole Miss, and you're thinking, all right, eh, it's just one game. You want to see a, a streak, right? You want to see them put it together back-to-back games. And we thought, boy, this was not the place to do it. <laughs> if you wanted to try to get a back-to-back streak going with great defensive performances, now you got to go to Auburn. And sure enough, uh, look, it's a great comment here. Um, where was it? Yeah, I mean, Matt says it here. Any given night in this league, like that's just what it comes down to. But it seemed like this was the most predictable thing with Auburn at home, right? It seemed like that was one of the most predictable aspects of the SEC yeah. this year. That, that, that was home. the one thing in this league that you could take to the yeah. bank, Blake, was that Auburn is just not only winning at home, but it is crushing souls. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and look, if we get the story of this game, and I can tell the audio portion here, Chris, is giving me so we're going to – Tripping through this, of um, getting to some more of these. We'll, we'll spend a little more time on some of these games in the power rankings this week. Uh, we usually do that, anyways. But what stood out here? Um, I said Antonio Reeves and Trey Mitchell needed to play well for Auburn to beat team or for um, Kentucky to beat teams like this. Well, it turns out you just need Antonio Reeves in this game because uh, he he had a lot of big shots, twenty two points. I think he finishes with here. Um, you know, he took a lot of shots, and, and they needed him to. Like, and one we were Chris, think about this. If you would have tried that, all right, Kentucky's going to win at Auburn. How many threes would have the over-under at? They hit oh, probably a dozen. <laughs> I mean, hey, Blake, Blake, your audio is awful. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to finish your thought. Uh, Auburn – I'm sorry, excuse me, Kentucky was only four of 13 from three-point range. But here is the place where we outlined where it, it didn't make sense on paper, but knowing the makeup of the teams, maybe it did. The strength of Auburn's team was its bigs. Well, what does Kentucky have? A lot of size, even though Kentucky's defense has been suspected. Onyenso had another big game tonight, 7-11 with a couple of blocks. Uh, got some huge buckets late for them. Uh, I think, oh, and, and of course, we, we can't go. Jalen Williams went down late in that game. I, I don't want to speculate, but he was not putting a lot of weight on that. Um, I think it was his right leg. He came down after missing a dunk on top of a guy, and, and he, his foot hit the floor and kind of planted, and his knee, it looked like, just twisted. Um, so there was that. But that was the one thing we said that, all right, if you're looking for something a little bit out of the box, Kentucky size might be a thing to consider. And I think that was a factor tonight, which, by the way, Kentucky won the rebounding battle 36 to 30. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> we are having a night here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our man Blake, who's my co host, we always do both of us on video. His internet connection just is awful right now. He had to go audio only, and even that wasn't working. So 
maybe he will jump back in in a minute. But anyway, hey, congratulations to Kentucky. Auburn had not only won every game at home. Auburn had not only won each of its 20 wins by double – not only won them, obviously, won them by double digits. What is going on with this team now? Let me just give you Auburn's last four games. February the 7th, Auburn 99, Alabama 81, in about as good a performance as we have seen anybody play anywhere all year in this league. Next up, Auburn down from the jump against Florida last week, last Saturday. Loses 81-65. to I think that was a 29-point game at one point. We said, hey, Auburn is due for a get-right game coming home and playing South Carolina. We thought Auburn would win. We did not have a 101-61 to win on the card. That is what went down in Auburn just on Wednesday. And Kentucky it had it, it come in. The Cats had just gotten a really nice win over Ole Miss. And what could have been a little bit of this to, a tough matchup, but it was in Rupp. You say it was in Rupp. Well, Kentucky hadn't played well in Rupp lately. Bag that one and then go to Auburn and just stun everybody. The final stats here, Antonio Reeves, who is a guy that I don't know that he's on the like the very, very short list of SEC player of the year. Still think that's probably Janai Broom, Mark Sears, Dalton Connect, but he's in that next group out. He got 21 points tonight. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, Invisible Lake is back. Chris, you should see this scene right now. I am <laughs> sitting in the floor. I am like turned like in a <laughs> parallel direction from like Not the internet toilet, box. Are you? I am doing anything I can to try to make this work. This is absolutely, I'm about to call out these people. I'm about to, I'm going to let you guys in the comments guess do what it. internet provider do you think I have that is absolutely worthless at the moment. Anyway, would, it, continue would, it, would it be the same one that dug up my yard and, and left oh, it my goodness. there for two, two years before giving me high speed yeah. internet? Those guys? Anyways. You guys have an answer. Hey, my, my, in the episode of the Stitcher, my internet's actually been great for, for like four months now. So anyway, carry Oh, on. boy. Anyways, what were you talking about? Sorry. Uh, I was I was giving props to Kentucky and rewinding Auburn's bizarre last four-game stretch. Well, I'll tell you what I was going to say about this game. I thought that Auburn's shot selection at times was not the best, but I think some of that was maybe Auburn's own doing. Some of that, I think, was just Kentucky playing better defense. And what do we say? Remember the quote I used from Cal after the game against Ole Miss. He said one word in particular that I said that was the big key, aggressor. Like he said, we were the aggressor against Ole Miss. That's why they played as well as they played. They were the aggressor here against Auburn, and usually it is completely opposite. Like it doesn't matter. He can try to be the aggressor against Auburn, but it just doesn't work. Well, it worked here. And I think that that was just – I mean, I, I said it. Like, my hesitation with Kentucky in this game was putting them a bunch of guys who had not seen an atmosphere like this yet. And we talked about South Carolina was probably the closest they'd come to seeing something like this. But this was going to be different. And they have, they were composed. Like, they had the composure even without one of their seniors, right, even with the other one sitting on the bench. They had all of these guys that came out and they were – yeah, I mean, it, it was – it just was not what we expected based on the trend we had seen with Kentucky for this number of games. And like you said, Auburn's had a pretty bizarre four game stretch the last little while here, a couple of weeks. So yeah, this was just not something that, I mean, even Kentucky fans, like I know we got some Kentucky fans, like I'm sure you guys, yeah, some of people are pointing out, like they feel a lot better now, but like, what were your thoughts going into this game? I mean, you had to be scared to death at times, like thinking about yeah. just this matchup with Auburn coming off with just one by 40, which you know, to a certain extent, you can say, all right, maybe there's a little hangover effect for Auburn coming off a win like that. You know, they're not going to beat Kentucky by 40. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe this is it. Like, WTK here. Like, Kentucky just growing up. Like, this is another game. It just shows you. It's just – it's a maturation process, and 
this was a big one. So, all right, th- three things. I- I've said for a while. I really start locking in the teams mid February. It-, it feels like that's when teams. You- sometimes you will see a team that goes through just three months where they're unbeatable, and then about three months in, somebody figures that team out. They'll lose a couple down the stretch, and, and ends up that team ends up being a non-factor in the NCAA tournament. So I always start kind of locking in. Sometimes you see young teams struggle, and they start to play really good ball right around the middle of February. Well, that's exactly where we are. To me, I'm kind of starting the clock on Kentucky this week. I, I want to look at those defensive stats and things like that very carefully going forward. Uh, but if we start the clock there, it gave up 63 points to a, a fair Ole Miss offensive team, top 50 in Ken Palm, and, and they did something to Auburn that nobody's come close to doing all year. I mean, look, even even when Auburn has lost games, you know, got what, 65 against Florida on the road. Uh, I, I guess when you look back and the scoring has been a little bit of an issue in Auburn's loss. I, I guess so what Kentucky did wasn't historic, but it was impressive. Certainly nobody's done anything like that to Kentucky in that building. Num- number two, I felt like we live in a bizarre world with the game, the way this game started. It was Auburn never led. It was eight to two at the fourteen thirty eight mark. It was eleven to Auburn didn't score its fourth point until Chad Baker Mazzara, who took a couple of nasty shots to the face today, um, hit a three with thirteen forty five left, and it just was a, a kind of a rock fight all the way. And then this doesn't really show up in the box score. He scored eleven points, but I feel like when Auburn finally got its footing under it in that game, Dillingham was the guy that kind of hit the big buckets to to keep a little distance between Kentucky and Auburn. Uh, and I just thought those were some things worth noting. Yeah. I mean, I like as we were talking earlier before the, the audio went crazy. I mean, that if you'd have told me Kentucky was going to win by 11 points at Auburn and you'd have said they were going to hit less than five threes, like I'd have said, come on, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, there's no way, there's no path to victory unless Kentucky's knocking down shots. But you look on the other side, and, you know, Auburn had some turnovers early in the game that gave Kentucky a little bit of that confidence. Like, Auburn was turning it over a little too much early. Um, and, you know, Auburn still was not making threes either. And it's just like, okay, well, something's got to give here. And you mentioned, like, just the stats themselves. It's, yeah, like a team shoots – you know, Auburn only shoots 31% here. And it's like, think about how Kentucky and the defense, everything we've we've talked about, like, it's just – they, this is like we, I mentioned earlier, this is a streak now of Kentucky defensively. Like this is the streak everybody's been looking for. You now have back-to-back games. That's called a streak. <laughs> like where you've, you've done it two times in a row where you've played defense, where you look like you are actually, again, aggressively pursuing the other team, doing everything you can to make sure they cannot get good shots. And even like I said earlier, I can pick on Auburn a little bit for taking some maybe questionable shots at times. And that's been a theme, though, I think, throughout the season. People pointed that out, whether it's threes or, you know, jump shots or, you know, wherever. But Kentucky had a lot to do with it. Like, it's just, yeah, one of those things. And so I see – I mean, we'll see, Chris. I mean, remember, they did this without Mitchell. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's – it's an impressive win. And and hopefully, as I know Kentucky fans are pointing out, you know, maybe Vicky's right here. Like, Kentucky fans have – Learn to play defense. Like maybe, maybe they're learning. Like they took a couple games and they're getting there. So I don't know. And look, we love Trey Mitchell, but defense is is probably not his specialty. By the way, it's a it's a shoulder now, and it was a back earlier. Did I get that right? Yeah, he injured the shoulder against Ole Miss. So yeah, yeah, okay. So by the way, speaking of injuries, Matt Morrell is looks like limping to the locker room for Ole Miss here in this Missouri game. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, I mean, a couple things, and you, you kind of touched on this earlier. If, if I say to you, Kentucky is 413 from three and commits 23 fouls to Auburn 16, what do you think the final score in this one is? Yeah, right. I mean, I mean Auburn either. by 20 or more? That's that's Probably, what I would have yeah. said. So I'd, feel good yeah. at, I'd, I'd feel confident Auburn wins by 15 or more easily. Yeah. If, so. if we bury the lead on Auburn here, I don't know if you were – going through your technical issues, but the, the Jalen Williams injury. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know if things come out, but that that's um, look on one hand. If there's a team that on paper can survive that, it would appear to be Auburn, because Dylan Cardwell's a really I don't know, man. <laughs> well, well let, let me let me play both sides of it, okay? Dylan Cardwell's a really good player, and and so is Janai Broom, maybe the player of the league. There's more time for both those guys, but Williams was also such a spark and has been around so long and a leader and all kinds of stuff. I think, and that that's where that analogy may fall apart a little bit. Yeah, I. I think he's yeah. I, I know kind of what you're trying to say, but I would that that looked that didn't look pretty. Like that was one no, where he went didn't. down, and it was um, after the dunk. And I know people can what foul or no foul. Like I get it, but like just I'm just talking about the injury itself. Like the way he went down, it was ugly. Um, and so yeah, hopefully he's good to go because we've always said. I mean, we we've talked about it. We've had this channel for what three years now. First year, it's like all right, why aren't people talking about this guy? Last year, the next year, it's like, all right, he's maybe not as underrated anymore. And finally, we're just like, you can't call Jalen Williams underrated. Like, he's legit. He's one of the top players in the SEC when he gets going. And so, yeah, I mean, he's he's huge for this team. So, they've got to – hopefully, he's good to go, like I said. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Got a lot of questions. I don't know if you want to get to those later or if you can uh, see them. Yeah, Kentucky fans, continue to weigh in with your thoughts. Auburn fans as well. Uh, what are you thinking? I see a lot of Kentucky fans. Remember, guys, we've got 200-plus people in here. If you want to make sure we get to your your comment, uh, leave us a super chat. That's the best way to do it. You can see that little heart with a dollar sign in it. That is a super chat. Uh, and, yeah, that way we don't miss your comment and we can throw it up on the screen. That's a donation uh, to us here at the channel to help us do more videos and maybe – you know, Chris, usually I say you're donating to the channel so we can do more videos. But at this point, it may be to pay off my internet provider to make sure that yes. they can also do their job as well. Um, so, anyways, boy, I wonder what the, the over-under is on how many podcast streamers have made this exact argument over the years. Um, Maybe we should tell the internet service uh... – Give that out and give them the phone number. Have the people call on your behalf. That's not about – I'm calling on behalf of Southeastern 14. And let me tell you, <laughs> right. these guys – Our night is ruined. Try to do a Saturday night live stream for the SEC basketball hardcores. And we got Invisible Blake over here now Invisible using Blake. his AirPod as his microphone and just <laughs> an absolute debacle on every every level. But, yeah, there you go, Connor. On the, on the McDonald's Wi-Fi, basically, what I'm, <laughs> I'm working with here. So, yeah, anyways. I can right. like visit yeah. Blake. I have to look at you enough during the week. You better be careful. I'm about to turn the video on here a second. You don't want to see the video because, I mean, it's just – it's a mess. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we'll talk more. Again, send in your questions and comments, guys. We'll get to them here over the next little bit. Uh, we're not going to go too long tonight. Uh, we're definitely not going to go to the finish of Missouri Ole Miss. I will tell you that uh, for sure, given my internet situation. But – um yeah we'll get back to some of this in a second we're just going to quickly hit on some of these other games we won't spend a lot of time on these um but we are going to kind of quickly hit on a few of them i know some tennessee fans are here this one will take about yeah one minute um you know we we said we said hey these games always find a way to be close it's tennessee and vanderbilt if you look at the recent history boy these they've had some close games well this wasn't one of them uh i mean they were up what 40 at one point i think Something like that. Yeah, uh, it was it was seventy to thirty. It was thirty something at half. I, this Tennessee's won thirteen of the last fourteen in the series. Is a lot of you Tennessee fan? Like, is is Vandy such a just a non factor anymore that it even means anything? I'm I'm being completely serious. Uh. Vanderbilt basketball is just wrecked and in the ditch, and it's not coming out anytime soon, I don't think. Well, you know what happens? They they do what they did against Texas A&M. <laughs> and yeah. It's just like they give you that sliver of hope, and, you know, it's like all of a sudden things just just change a little bit. Um, and we said this was a terrible spot for Vanderbilt at Tennessee. Uh, balls were coming off a great performance at Arkansas. I know we got some Hawks fans in here. Um yeah, and, and by the way, I know Kentucky fans are still in here asking questions. We're going to get to some of them in just a second. We're just going to try to do our, our due diligence here and try to recap some other games quickly. But And, and, and by um, the way, if you are a Kentucky fan or uh, an LSU fan for that matter, we, we talked about your team earlier, so you can always catch that on the replay. 
Yeah. In fact, we spent 30, 31, 32 minutes just talking about those two games already. Yeah. So, um, but this one, I mean, I don't really know what else to add, to be honest with you. Tennessee fans are probably just on to the next one at this point. I said this was a great time for Tennessee to reset, getting the the three bottom teams in the SEC in a row after that Texas A&M loss. They already beat Arkansas by 29. They beat Vanderbilt by, what, 35. And now they go to Missouri on Tuesday, which will probably be another um, significant victory. And then they get the rematch against A&M after that. So it's a nice little, um, you know, kind of point here where they can refresh, do some different things, try out some different things, you know, all that kind of stuff. This was pretty much your basic. I mean, they didn't, they played how many guys in this game? 11, 12, 13. I don't even know. Uh, but they hit 14 threes. That's something I want to know. <laughs> Tennessee, the way they defend, if they're hitting 14 threes, good luck to anybody out there beating the balls. And I think the assist numbers, too, Chris, I don't know if you saw the assist numbers they had. They had 28 assists on 33 made field goals. Wow. I love to see that. Ten guys had an assist. Yeah. How often do you see that happen? I mean, Vanderbilt had 13 turnovers, I think, in the first half, something like that. Um, so had seven for the game. There's guys yeah. in this box score that I didn't even know existed. Well, they exist. Um, but they probably haven't seen a lot <laughs> a of PT minutes. this year. G. Hurst, C. Coin. Come on, get, get these – it's it's Grant Grant Hurst, uh, it's Colin Coin. Like get get you get know good well you had to look that there. up. Come on, don't don't act like they Mr. may Smarty be watching the live here. stream. They they, they may be. be watching the live stream. They could have started watching the, way, the live stream at at halftime in this one. Well, so. that may be true. I'll be honest. I don't have a lot to add on this game. I know, look, Tennessee fans, you you may want to deep dive into it. And again, we'll talk more about Tennessee and where they're at. Uh, and by the way, remember the. NCAA tournament committee, what did they release their mock? Whatever. Tennessee was a two seed. Um, Alabama was a three, I think. Was Auburn a three, two? I don't know how. Oh, did that, that came sure. out today, didn't I? I forgot to look for that. That came out today. I've, I had a, yeah, I didn't, I'm trying to remember. I, I've been watching too much basketball. I don't remember the numbers now, but I, we'll find it in a well, second. But Tennessee was a two, which is probably about where I would have had him. I, I did my last thing. Uh, Monday. Yeah. Okay. Midwest, Purdue, Tennessee, Baylor, San Diego State, one to four. Uh, East would be Connecticut, North Carolina, Iowa State, Wisconsin. South is Houston, Marquette, Alabama, Illinois. And West would be Arizona, Kansas, Duke. Auburn is the four. And I'm guessing Auburn would probably fall out after today. Yeah. That's right. Auburn was a four. I forget about that. Um, well, yeah, it may drop one after that. Nothing, way, nothing really Justin. surprising in there. In fact, I think when I did mine earlier in the week that I might have had all those teams but San Diego State in there. I think yeah. I did. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's – yeah. I, I we'll, we'll see. As always, these are just – as we know, these are mock ones based on what we've seen so far. And so, um, yeah, but – Boy, that was that was something. What a win for Kentucky. I know we, we've already been on that game, but huge win for the Cats. And, uh, yeah, as you said, if you're just jumping in, a Kentucky fan, Auburn fan, you can go back and watch uh, or listen to what we had to say about that game here for the past 15 minutes or so. Um, by the way, shout out to Justin. He's gifted out five yeah, Southeastern 14 you, memberships. You guys have joined the Just Means War tier here at Southeastern 14, $3.99 per month, although you're getting a gift right now. You get a month free from Justin. We did, um, who are we going to give this to? Um, he's already like, given them out. We can't. Oh, yeah. he's given them out. Okay, never mind. He's given them out. Justin right. Justin has all power when it comes to the uh, – He does. To that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we talked about the Kentucky defense before we get to the next game. He's coaching them up. I mean, he's doing something right, the way they play defense. Um, these last couple games. So, you, you can't deny that uh, at all. So, yeah. All right, Chris, let's um, – uh, Hey, b- before we move to the next game, one, one thing I do want to mention, because we probably won't get to this one, they'll, they'll still be playing when we end this. Missouri is up one point early on Ole Miss. More notably, Sean East is playing, and it's got 15 points. Well, as I've said, <laughs> Missouri's better with Sean East. Not, you know, they're still at the bottom of the standings, but – 
they got to have Sean East if they want to have a chance. So, uh, yeah, good good development for the Tigers to try to win one to stay out of the Ofer zone, but still going to be tough in my opinion. All right, I know Brett's here, so let's just go ahead and get to the Tide. Um, Brett's been just having fun, I'm sure. He, he's having fun on Twitter. He's having fun with us. I've had a great day to be an Alabama fan. Uh, Alabama scores 100 again. and Seven times you know, now? Chris, I can't even keep track I at this point. Do, do, do computers even keep up with the amount of times? Like, can they even hit that number? Alabama's uh, broken the computers. Uh, well, Alabama, Alabama might have broken your internet. Maybe that's the problem. No, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I, yeah, it's it's not Alabama's fault. That's for sure. They, they scored um, so many points today. They just they broke your your feed. Yeah. Well, what was it? The first time since they had the stat, I don't remember. It was either 95-96 Kentucky or 92-93 Tennessee, something like that. Team scored 100-plus in back-to-back SEC games. Um, Of course, they scored 109 at LSU. And, again, the midweek, you got to love the midweek off because Alabama took the midweek off and just came out and beat A&M by 25. Um, So, Justin, we'll get to your super chat in a second. But, yeah, I mean, the tide here – I said it, Chris. The problem was if you're A&M and you find yourself in a hole, what happens? you got to try to shoot your way back into it. And it's just hard to do. With, with how Texas A&M wants to play, they're just not a team to come out and shoot 43s, right? And so – and they shouldn't. They go 4-23 in this game. You know, Alabama hits 18 threes. <laughs> it's just – you have to laugh at this point. What else do you do? I mean, they go 18-41 of 41 from three. What, what do you do? With this team, I don't know, Chris, but somebody at some point in the season, I do recall saying that this Alabama team was just going to outscore people. They're going to come out and they're just going <laughs> to roll you, pun intended. You said that with that offense. Now I don't know if you remember. Was that me or was that you that said that? I'm not sure. I think that I don't remember either. I do. It was me, and I made my bold <laughs> prediction before SEC play that Alabama was going to win the league. And boy, did I think it was a bold prediction. Now I'm not so sure. It it may actually happen. But I mean, listen, if you watch this game, it was another example for Alabama. They just have so many offensive options, and it's their style. It's the way they play. And remember, too, we've said, Chris, the other thing that I think probably is not always going to get before quickly. Texas AM, you, you I'm sure you saw you watched this. Texas AM had 26 offensive rebounds. 26. <laughs> Like, unbelievable. Um, I don't even remember what I was going to say about Alabama. No, their defense is getting better. That's what I was going to say. Everybody loves the offense and talk about the points. But I still think this team has gotten so much better defensively. And you can say, well, they give up 99 to Auburn, 92 to LSU. But overall, you think about how far I still think this team has come on the defensive side to where they were earlier in the season. Um, And, you know, this A&M team is just, as we said, they're just a bad offensive team from a shooting standpoint even if they get a gazillion offensive rebounds. Um, This was, yeah, this was just all Alabama here. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, I, I know how much you um, you love your computers. Oh. Um, I like them because they quantify things. You, you'd rather just have things unquantified so you can just throw out whatever suits your narrative. But I, I like the facts here. True. I kind of stick to the facts here. Um, and here's what the facts are. I'm looking at Ken Palm's not adjusted offensive efficiency. That's adjusted for schedule, which Alabama's is tough, so then the number gets even better. But they're raw. 123.6 points per 100 possessions. Uh, Number 10 is high point at 117.7. Number 20 is Samford. Bucky McMillan's an offensive genius. 115.1. Number 30 is Denver at 114.0. So those are all good offensive teams. Uh, Alabama is just that much better than everybody. Second is UConn, which is about a little less than a point under Alabama. Third best team, Baylor-Purdue tied with 120 even. So, 
Th- yeah. Think about it this way. If Alabama goes 0 for a possession, th- this team is playing at such a high offensive level right now that it, that it kind of has to hit a three on the next trip to, to kind of hold serve there. That's a little bit of an overstatement, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, they just – they're that dominant, right? Like, they are just that good. Um, and, I mean, if we start to look ahead for them too. A&M, we'll, we'll get to their tournament situation this week. But if you start to look ahead for Alabama, if we start to make the SEC tournament, you know, we start to call the election here. Auburn's dropped to 9-3. and three. Tennessee's up to 10 and, or 9-3. and three. Alabama's still 10-2. and two. But, man, like, here's where, to, for me, it begins for the Tide. Um, interesting game at home against Florida at Kentucky. Boy, what you, you had that one circled years ago, yep. Chris. You I'm even more circled. excited about it now. <laughs> you had Alabama Kentucky circled a long time ago at Ole Miss, which is interesting. Home against Tennessee at Florida, home against Arkansas. So, yeah. boy, the tide could really set themselves apart here because again, I, I think it's going to want well, I don't know though. Auburn's schedule is not the worst, but they've got to. They got to regroup after this. So, um, boy, yeah. There's there's another game out there waiting in the weeds. I'm gonna see if you can guess what it is. For who? I'm not gonna tell you. What do you mean? Like another game waiting in the weeds for Alabama? Okay, I'll I'll be. Yeah, for Alabama, another one that I've got circled on that list. That's at Florida on March the what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Fifth, sixth, whatever. That's another yeah, I mean, one that's... in the O'Connell Center, the way those teams score and all the places they can get the scoring from, buddy. I can't wait to see that one. Yeah, I I think that is um that's a tough one. Like that'll be a low spread. Like, that'll probably be three points or something, maybe four, something like that. Um yeah, but anyways. Uh, all right. So we talked about Alabama. I don't really have anything else to add on this game. I mean, what do you add, else do you add on a 25 point win where a team scores 100 for second straight game? They're good. They're at the top of the standings. They're there for a reason. And so, all right, Chris, I'm about to give you something before we quickly talk if, about. If you're pick, if you're picking nits on Alabama, I'd like to see Grant Nelson play a little better. He's been a little off his game lately after that that phenomenal performance he had against Auburn a couple of weeks ago. He got nine today. I think he's been single digits three of the last four games. That's probably a nothing burger just because they got so many guys that can score. But, like, if you want to find a, a small flaw in there, there's an A&M, my goodness. A&M may have played its way out of the, the whole thing. What's their – quickly, what's their schedule? They've got they – got, they're at – they still got to go to Tennessee. They still got to go to Georgia. Still got to go to Ole Miss. Home game against South Carolina and Mississippi State, which are not gimmies. Yeah. They're in, I think they may be in trouble. Here's the problem, and I, I thought they've been overseeded for a while by the bracketology people. Um, and I'll have to. I mean, you just you just never know. You got to compare them to everybody else, and, and there's just been a lot of parity. So AM took a couple losses. It seemed like everybody's losing games. You don't expect them to lose right now. They are. They, and I think this is. I don't know if this is adjusted for day. I don't think it is. They were 46 in KPI, 47th in strength of resume. Uh, if everything goes right, there's what 48 at large teams. If there's no yeah. bid stolen, I, mean, I say at large, that's not the right thing. But when we're doing our things, we're saying, all right, this team should make it based on resume and everything. But then that's that's factoring in no conference tournament upsets. Those numbers, and again, I think I would think they would drop after today. Already had AM right on the bubble, if that's given most of the weight. Twain's done. And again, three quad three losses and two quad twos, which is a lot uh at this stage of the season for teams trying to make the tournament. Brutal. Speaking of Florida, we'll quickly get into this one. Um Chris, I wanna I wanna turn my camera on on my phone just to give you the visual of what I like of me sitting in the floor looking like I am just completely defeated. Like <laughs> it is just it. it's a Please. sad scene. Like this is just I, a I need sad to see scene. this now. So uh, let me see if I can do this. I'll, I'll figure this out in a second. But um, Florida beats Georgia 88-82. I mean, this is probably about what you expected with these two teams, I would think. Um, you know, because I, I look at this and I'm like, well, 
I mean, this was kind of one of those things where for a while there, you know, Georgia, it's right, it's close, right? And it's it's just a close game. You said, which we said, we figured this would be a close game. I didn't think Florida's going to come in and just blow them out. Because, um, I mean, really the, the largest lead anybody had, Georgia was up 11 with like 14 minutes left in the first half. Georgia um, hit, what, nine then, of its first 10 shots, I think? They were at streaky, right? Like they, they came out, and then all of a sudden it just kind of, you know, I I don't know. Like, I think it's it's one of those things where this was an interesting game for a lot of reasons because we said this was one if you're Florida, you needed to win, right? And you had to find a way to win this game because this was just one of those where Georgia has not – well, they kind of like LSU, we said. I mean, they just kind of stick around a little bit sometimes, right? So, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, this was a big win for Florida. I know people like this say, well, it's just Georgia. They're 4-8 in the SEC, 14-11. But I thought the way Florida won this game, it was big for them because this was, again, one of those games coming off a hot streak. You know, you're feeling good about yourself, all this. This was a tricky one to go on the road and have to win this one ahead of that big showdown with Alabama on Wednesday in Tuscaloosa. Um but guess what? Florida just did what they they keep doing. Man, they can just score. They score so many points. Like, what is it, three straight games with 81 or more? They had the 66-point performance at Texas A&M, but they scored 94 against Kentucky, 102 against Georgia before that. Um, I thought it was a really good win for Florida. Yeah. Uh, they just get points from so many places. Like I said, I, that's why I looked forward to that Kentucky game because I think those teams are just so, so similar. And and today it was a guy that that we never talk about. Uh, what Thomas Howell, who goes for seventeen that, and oh, yeah. what, seven? Is that is that yeah. how you pronounce it? Um, I think it's how. Okay, yeah. You hesitated, so you had me doubt. I think that's right. I I always okay. hesitate anytime there's a name. I'm like, wait a second. Or it may have just been my internet, Chris. You know, it's also possible. Could have just been an internet thing where I have. Well, and and, uh, right, they, and they did it without Riley Kugel again today. So, yeah. Well, I that's it, man. I I think this Florida team is. I mean, they've moved in a really good spot now. I would say after this, right? Like they're. I mean, yeah. it's, it's 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 a solid win. It's not a win that's going to just boost you into. Which you know, is an NIT type team. team. Yeah. Yeah. Florida. Florida is. Yeah, so, so Florida is after as I think before today, twenty one in KPI, twenty three strength of resume, twenty eight BPI, twenty nine Kimpom, where all the computers have them firmly in, and really right around that eight nine mark. No, which, which could get which could get better if they beat some teams of consequence, which is Florida's Achilles' heel is just needs more quality wins. Well, they're not going to get them in two games because they play Vanderbilt twice the rest of the way. Um, they also get Missouri at home. So three of their final six games are going to do nothing for them but hurt them if they were to lose them. Even if they win them, they're probably going to hurt them in the net because, well, that's just not how the net works. But um, the two games against Alabama, a lot of opportunity. At South Carolina, a lot of opportunity there. So, yeah, I think that is a um, good situation for the Gators who are red hot. Um by the way, we got a prediction here in the comment. Justin Collin, Kentucky's going to win the SEC tournament. All right. Prediction. Throw it out there. First Hold time. me to it, Justin. Hold me to it. Uh, all right. We're going to try to get out of here in like eight minutes to keep this thing under an hour. It may not happen, but I don't really have anything else to add. On. Like I, said, I was going to say Noah Thompson had a good game for Georgia in 26. Um, and, yeah, not, not a lot else to add. Like, this was just – it was a good game. It was a fun game to watch. These were two – you know, pretty good teams here, and Florida just did it again. 15 offensive rebounds. We said they're right behind AM in terms of the offensive rebounding. Uh, although it's, I'm still thinking about AM with 26 offensive rebounds. Get out of here. Come on. 26. Um, incredible. But quickly on this one, we're not spending a lot of time on this one. I'm sorry, Arkansas fans. What a what a, what a change a year makes, right? They um, had a shot today, too. They did. They had a shot. Um, but I will give them credit. We this was closer than I thought it would be. There's no there's no question. Um, we said we just didn't know what to think about Arkansas coming in. We didn't know what the prediction was going to be. Mississippi State's been really good at home, uh, and Arkansas, like you said, Arkansas was right there. No Brazil still, which was not surprising. We we knew that going in. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, Arkansas, I think it's the same thing, Chris. They're just, it, it's a lot of things, but they just, they're just not a great shooting team. And that really hurts you in games like this where you can't sort of pull away or kind of get that edge because even then, right, they, they had a four nothing lead to start the game, but I don't think they ever led after that. Um, Mississippi State got to the free throw line again. This is what's going to keep sticking out for me, Mississippi State, and why I just I struggle to trust them. Man, they just they can't make free throws. <laughs> like they go nineteen to thirty two in this game, right? That was fifty nine percent, I think. Uh, but mm. they got those opportunities off of the offensive rebounds, which we always say this is just kind of the Mississippi State mo, I guess you could say at this point. You know they're not a great shooting team overall, but they're going to be physical. They're going to get some boards. They're going to get to the free throw line. And they're going to do most of their work inside the perimeter. And they at least did enough of that to to pull out a win here, uh, even though Makai Mitchell had a great game. Uh, Battle had 18. We thought, you know, this was like another Tremont Mark game, but he only had six. So, yeah, good win for Mississippi State. Doesn't do anything but resume-wise. But it's it's bad loss avoidance. That's what matters for bubble teams at this point, right? So, Yeah. Well, speak, speaking of that, we'll end this – before they even start the second half of Missouri and Ole Miss, but we have to have an Ole Miss conversation. Missouri pulls the upset here. It looks like it's going to go into halftime, probably a one possession game. Either way, maybe even tied. Yeah, well, um, I'm not going to. I'm going to have no comment on that until the final score. I don't want to. You know me. I don't want to put a jinx on anybody. You know. That's right. So, um. But well, I mean, those you, are you, know, you know that against... the, the one the one thing about today, this this could be a bad day on balance for the league in that. Well, Kentucky Kentucky is going to be in the tournament anyway, right? Auburn was playing for a top four seed and had it coming in today, based on what the committee told us. I would think that that would get dislodged. We've said Auburn we thought was good enough to rack up a lot of quality wins, but the Tigers had some work to do. Missed missed opportunity today. I, I think AM getting obliterated Alabama on the heels of losing to Vandy. Again, I, I wonder if you picked the field today. And AM still got plenty of time. Would would that cost the league a bid? If Ole Miss were to lose tonight, temp would that temporarily cost the league a bid? The, the one bad thing about today is that you had – now, Alabama certainly helped itself. Tennessee did too with the seeding. And Kentucky – hey, may, maybe Kentucky, this is a march towards a top-four seed. But if you want to go the pessimistic route, you could say that the league might have hurt itself a little bit more than it helped itself once the day's over. And, again, some of that's pending on Missouri pulling an upset, which the Tigers now up three as we do this. Well, yeah, I mean that, that's that's a lot of ifs, I know, but just a lot of ifs. But no, I think it's uh again, there's some big games left too. I think that's where this is going to get kind of interesting. Is yeah, I mean it's it's like it's it's mid February, so we start to have those deep conversations about tournament resumes and all that. But still, six games to go, and there's a lot of good matchups. Like we said, Alabama plays Florida twice. Alabama's got to go to Kentucky. Um, you know, Auburn and Tennessee, when do they play? Um, so yeah, they play on February 28th. And of course, Tennessee still got to go to Alabama. They've still got the rematch with Kentucky. Tennessee still got the game at South Carolina. So like, if you're looking at the top seeds by virtue of these teams playing each other a bit, you know, they're going to, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you're going to get some pretty interesting resume building opportunities with some of these teams, but it really is to me, this is where, you know, SEC is going to get nine in. SEC is going to get nine. In. We'll see, Chris, we got to see what some of these global teams do the rest of the way. So. Yeah. Parting thoughts, questions, <laughs> anything like that we need to take. I still want to see video. We, I feel like we need video of this. I Listen, I was going to turn it on and now I'm getting the, the notification of uh, sure, hey, your you internet are. is sucks right now. So I'm not going to do it. I apologize guys blank. for the audio cutting out earlier. It sounds terrible. I know we are a very professional run unit here. 
except when we aren't, when our internet provider does not allow us to do that. Uh, so, but, but Hey, we, we did it. We, we got through this. Uh, it was not pretty at times, although maybe you guys think it was prettier because I wasn't on the screen. Um, but Hey, we appreciate you watching. We have 200 and something plus people in here. Uh, so we really appreciate that. And if you're watching for the first time, uh, hey, go go watch a, a thousand other videos we've done. And I promise this isn't how it usually goes. <laughs> it's usually <laughs> a lot more professional looking than this. But unfortunately, that did. I mean, look, Chris, even Chris Glenn down here is asking what happened to Blake. <laughs> but you know what, Chris, here's what happened. Chris Invisible earlier Blake. said, you know what, Blake, I don't want you on the screen. Get off the screen right now. That's what he said. Um, no, but if you're looking for thoughts on all the other games, we again, we've been on here an hour. We've touched on every game, some of them a little more in-depth than the others, especially LSU, South Carolina, Kentucky, Auburn. But we talked about your team somewhere. Um, and, again, if you're joining us for the first time, don't hesitate to hit that subscribe button because got a lot of professional-looking videos on this channel. This just ain't one of them. So They, they might like it better with – with you being invisible, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's hey, listen, why we got so many people here If you guys are okay tonight. with that, I'm, I'm, I am perfectly fine with that. That makes things easier. I can sit in the floor like I'm doing right now, leaning up against the wall. I got the computer propped up on my two legs so, like, the sound doesn't – this is where we are right now on a Saturday night at, you know, whatever, 200-plus people watching us, and no. this is what we get right here. So, um <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, hey, listen, we got SEC baseball stuff. Chris has been covering that already. A lot of games going on today. I'm sure we'll have more stuff on it tomorrow. That baseball one started. Football, all this. You've already got people out here saying, Blake, show, show me your setup right now. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm trying to. Come on, just try just, it. Try all right, it. hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Anyways, Chris, do a quick plug on everything, and I'll, I'll see if I can get it pulled up. Yeah, we, we were kept all the baseball games last night. Probably won't do it. For Saturday's games, we'll have a series recap, uh, and we'll do our initial power rankings. Meant to get those up preseason, just ran out of time with all this stuff. Uh, we had football stuff last week. We had a little bit of update from Trey Wallace on Tennessee versus the NCA. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about baseball. That is my favorite sport, professionally and collegiately. So. Uh, been been harder to get that coverage off the ground because we're very serious about our basketball here too. So anyway, that that has started. There's plenty more of that to come, and of course, our we miss our man Max tonight. Um, his grandmother passed away. Keep him in your prayers, uh, boy. We we miss Max here and um, her for he and his family. So keep him in your prayers and. Blake, please. Well, you're talking about an awful me. segue. I, I don't even want to pull this Keep comment. Keep your prayers. Terrible <laughs> segue here with Justin's comment in the in the comments here. Come on, Justin. I was trying to give you some props earlier with your bold prediction, and now you've done this to me. You're out of here. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not going to ban you. Um, I'm trying to pull this up, but I'm still getting the internet screwed up deal. So, sorry. Can guys. you take, like, a the- picture and post it later? Like, a just a iPhone photo. Yeah, I'll 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 work right. on that for you. Maybe tweet it um, out. Yeah, because yeah, right now it just it's not happening. So um yeah, it's <laughs> it's quite the visual. Me just sitting in the floor here look like a lost puppy. Uh just it, what a, all right, that's it. We're done here. Uh, <laughs> SEC basketball, the greatest thing ever. My internet provider not. So it's been an awesome season. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> We think you guys are great, except for Justin Keith. Get him out of here. Um, but yeah, it's we'll, we'll have our usual SEC power rankings on Monday for basketball. We'll do all of our previews for the upcoming week. We'll have bracketology, SEC baseball, um, SEC football offseason stuff. We still got a lot of stuff there. So we appreciate you guys. Look at this, Justin. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Uh, right so, after the, the things you said on. about Justin, sorry. A sympathy, a sympathy join All from right. Justin. He he feels bad, and so he's decided to join. The, it just means more tear. Well, well then. So I appreciate it, Justin. You, you can insult my partner Blake all you like as long as you join the membership here. I think that's how you that buy works. some toilet paper. I guess that's what Justin says I need to do. So, um, anyways. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button, guys. There's 200 of you in here. Before you head out, all you got to do is hit. just take your finger, 
and hit the like button. That's all you got to do, and it would really help us out tremendously. If you enjoy SEC basketball, if you like your team, hit the like button. How about that, Chris? A little psychology. That'll, that'll work. If you like your favorite team, hit the like button. So <laughs> there you go. That's all you got to uh, so. <laughs> There might be some fans that, that could work in reverse for tonight. Yeah. Uh, I, I might I might know a fan base that feels that way. If you are unhappy oh, with your head coach, hit the like button. Right. Or if you like your team or hate your head coach, hit the like button. That, there that you works go. For everybody Quite now. a few of those so, in there. If right. you also dislike referees, hit the like button. Right. We're gonna have an all timer. If you like Blake being faceless, hit the like button. Well, we can't measure those. We can't measure how many of those people are actually doing that. So, anyways, well. There you go. SEC basketball, another interesting day. We'll talk about Missouri Ole Miss on Monday. Sorry, Missouri Ole Miss guys, as you can tell. We, we moved this up a little bit, but internet wouldn't have mattered. We could have done it any time tonight. This thing would have been screwed. So, um, nonetheless, we appreciate you guys watching. God bless you guys. Everybody have a wonderful night, wonderful weekend. Keep our man Max in your prayers. For Invisiblake, I'm Chris Lee. <laughs> Thanks for watching Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.